I'm Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, another account manager here. My name is Alex. I'm in charge of visual content. If you're new around here, welcome. This podcast is for marketers, our business owners who want to up their digital marketing knowledge. We talk everything from tips and tricks to industry news regarding social, SEO, content, and more. This week, we continue our Trends for the New Year series, and we're going to dive deep into social media trends. I think probably my favorite one to talk about. So what must you do for success in 2019? If you missed our past Trends episodes, go back and listen to them, not right now, as we discussed key items to know for both digital marketing overall in a broad kind of scope, and then SEO specific. If your business has yet to build a social media presence, though, first, why? Why haven't you got on social yet? (laughs) Perhaps that you feel like your customers are not on social media? Well, listen to these recent stats from Statista. As of October 2018, Facebook had 2.23 billion active users. YouTube had 1.9 billion active users. And Instagram had 1 billion active users. So that is why we are discussing top social media (laughs) trends that you must do. So get on social, run, don't walk, (laughs) go do it right now, get your business on there, claim your name, Mm -hmm. um, and get started because your customers are on social, whether you think they are or (laughs) or not. So let's talk about these essential items that your business must do this year to be successful on social media. Because it's one thing just to be on social, but to build a presence, especially in 2019 Mm -hmm. and beyond, you must be aware of how to execute your goals successfully on social. And that starts with knowing what the trends are and how you can employ them to get the best thing for your book, so to say. So Ashley, what is the first trend that you must do for social media success next year? So this one is actually kind of surprising, but the biggest trend is the aspect of stories. We're familiar with this. Uh, it's a concept that Snapchat kind of invented yeah. and then Facebook slash Instagram stole. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe executed better. Yeah. yeah. Better executed, especially on their Instagram platform. I was um, going to say, I'm not surprised that this is a top trend just with the yeah. way that stories are being pushed on yeah. all the social platforms. Mm-hmm. Especially on Instagram. But I think the surprising aspect to me was the the numbers uh, of the daily like active users. And I, we and pulled this. This is, this is daily. This isn't the amount that have used it. This right. is daily usage. Right. Uh, and we've got a graph here, which we'll put in the show notes from um, TechCrunch, I believe. Um, and so for Instagram as an example, 300 million people watch stories on a daily basis. Wow. I know I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so do I. I love it. It's uh-huh. real, it's behind the scenes, it's fun. Yeah, and it's usually really timely, right? Because yeah. they, they expire after 24 exactly. hours. Exactly, so it's not something that happened three weeks ago. It yeah. happened that day. And so posting like consistently, I guess, would be like the bare minimum we recommend businesses to do on social media. But if you really want to get the most bang for your buck, I think posting on your stories is definitely the easiest right. like tactic. Well, and in Instagram, they still do it in chronological order too. So yeah. on your stories, if you keep posting, you're going to keep there at the top of that little Correct. feed bar mm-hmm. for stories. <laughs> I think something else that was interesting when we were researching this was uh, Facebook stories, which I know internally we've talked a lot about because 
one, we're just like interested in it, but two, it's something that we're constantly seeing Facebook update and push increasingly harder. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because it's something that has fallen flat uh, in the past like few months. It's right. But I've noticed more people using it because of the push. It's correct. And one of the articles that, again, we'll link in the show notes, um, mentions that Zuckerberg is putting a lot of money into this in 2019. He is determined to make Facebook stories like work right. and efficient, similar to the Instagram platform. Um, and that there's some benefit to being um, a business who adapts to Facebook stories. Right. Like while users may not totally gotten on board quite yet, like it's coming. And so if you can be yeah. one of those businesses who adapted it early on, you might see some ben extra benefits from that. No, I totally agree. I think I read somewhere, and I do not recall the article, so unfortunately <laughs> we cannot link that in the show notes, but that um, it's rumored that the goal of Facebook is to kind of get rid of your traditional feed and just have stories. I Which see is that scary. really long way down the line, but because um, at first, my first thought was like, well, first they have to learn how to monetize this mm -hmm. on Facebook, but then I've also been seeing that happening as well. Like, uh, yeah. do you want to put this in your stories ad now for Facebook, not Instagram? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm not overly surprised by that, that there are rumors floating around. Because if you think about what Facebook is like mostly used for, I mean, it's still probably where you see pictures of your grandchildren and stuff like right. that. But I would say, at least for me in my experience, what I've used it most for is like, is one is groups. Yeah. And whether that be like, you know, a Facebook ad mastery group or something like that, right. or like a sports something, mm -hmm. um, that, or, you know, like watching funny videos that pop up every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. And if that transitions to, to stories, that, I mean, like that, yeah. I mean, that would just be another different way to consume the same content. So, yeah. And, yeah. And, and more natural for the way, for the progression of how we are consuming content. Exactly, so, and I think we start talking about that a little bit more, another trend, but yeah. like you said, the natural progression of how we consume the content. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's so true. What's our next uh, trend here? <laughs> well, um, segueing somewhat seamlessly there, um, mm -hmm. our second trend is, is video, video, video. <laughs> um, we can't stress I, it enough, video. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we've mentioned video on this podcast. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> only a few times here and there. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, so obviously, obviously, video is an extremely important part. If you go onto any social media platform, I guarantee you at least half of the, the top 10 posts that you'll see on there are probably videos. Yeah. And even, not even videos like from, you know, personal content and stuff like that, but even like ad content on, mm -hmm. um, on Instagram and like on, you know, stories. Uh, are doing a lot more like video ad content kind of stuff now as well. Yeah, it said 65% um, of ad impressions on Instagram were the result of video content. I believe it. That's really high. Yeah. Uh, I feel um, like this was big news last year too when we talked about like, yeah. oh, like things that you need to do better next year. It was definitely video and I don't think that was something that many people were embracing. Um, obviously, it's going to continue into 2019, exactly. but really getting like more strategic with it. Yeah, so, like jump you said, on the bandwagon yeah. and get your act together. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, if if you if you if you still need another statistic to put you over the edge, 85% um, of total internet traffic um, is is video. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. I, that's absolutely stunning. 85% of all the traffic on the internet. You think about how many people are on there a day. Yeah, that's. 
like yeah. mind-boggling numbers. But I mean, if you think about it, okay, you want to learn how to do something, or you know, something you jump over to YouTube. Give me a step-by-step explainer video, which is one of the hottest videos mm-hmm. to yeah. capitalize on. Um, is doing an explainer video, or like you said, I want to see some authenticity. You know, yeah. doing the story. Mm-hmm. Well, stories are pretty much video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, any of that stuff. I. Statistic doesn't surprise me. 85% is video mm-hmm. of traffic on the internet. Mm-hmm. And then your last option in this video world um, is to explore also the live video route. Um, exactly. Obviously, that can be probably a little bit more scary to people because yeah. um, you don't really have the option to do a second take or you might be worried that you kind of edit, stumble. <laughs> but I think, whatever. okay, I think we need to define live video though because there's a difference between like a live story video, mm-hmm. which you maybe don't need to be as scripted or anything yeah. you're a lot forgiven if something technical goes wrong totally but a live video like a Facebook live a YouTube live mm-hmm. is generally a little bit more of like a put together production exactly probably a little bit more planned a little bit more um, not necessarily scripted but probably organized. more of like an organized exactly mm-hmm. organized point by point what you're trying to uh, you know talk about Exactly. Like, um, it's going to be okay if there's one little error. People understand this mm-hmm. is live. But yeah. if you start getting a lot of technical errors in there, and people are just going to shut off the live video. Yeah. 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 So, Ashley, what is our third trend? So, our next trend really talk, like hones on social experiences with brands and being like one-on-one with the consumer, um, which brings us to this uh, concept of uh, direct messaging. Mm. Um, and I really want to focus on like especially Facebook Messenger. I think that's one that's incredibly easy for businesses to adapt to. Um, and embrace. So just enabling that Facebook Messenger feature in order to allow your customers to communicate to you one-on-one, especially as like a customer service line. Right. I mean, this is <laughs> such a millennial stereotype, but a lot of consumers nowadays do not want to pick up the phone and call yeah. your customer service line. They feel Nine much, out of 10, yeah, right? Yeah, much, mm-hmm. <laughs> much easier to just direct message them most of the time on social media unless you have some sort of chat feature on your website. Yeah. Um, so make sure that, that you're allowing that um, right. interaction to happen and make sure somebody's monitoring it and, and uh, just staying on top of that. It, it's a great customer service outlet and if you can um, become active or, yeah. or just like really embrace it, you can, you know. Well, I think it goes back to, you had mentioned earlier something about like customer service and how this is more the customer service nowadays. Well, I'd rather, and you know, bad customer service day back in the day, (laughs) outsourcing to different countries and you can't even understand it. I'd much rather message there's no language barrier on messaging. Yeah. You know, you can pretty much get your point across back and forth with what exactly. you need to get done. And that's just a little more seamless to me. It is. And interestingly, of the of the little bit of uh, chat bot work that we've <laughs> done yeah. over the last couple of years and um, some of the, the seminars that we've attended, um, Bots, or especially like with with Facebook Messenger, the the open rates yeah. on those are astronomical. Oh yeah, like they're they're at the levels where Facebook or um, uh, email was, you know, back when email was the Gosh. premier, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. kind of like advertising platform. Like we're talking like eighty to ninety percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's crazy. So, 
definitely, you know, <laughs> a way to, a way to go, and definitely provide that one-on-one experience yeah. a little bit better. For Something else I've noticed that Facebook is embracing with their messaging platform is now that brands can direct message you as a consumer yeah. um, with promotions or sales and. I just, I want to put a disclaimer here. Like, as of now, in terms of brands messaging consumers directly, mm-hmm. it's it's a great feature for businesses, but I don't know that it's totally been embraced by the consumer yet. Like, yeah, I know that I've received a few messages from brands, and I find them actually kind of annoying. Okay. <laughs> um, but I do, I do think that we might get to a point where that's... Um, the new expectation. Well, yeah. now correct me the if I'm wrong. Yeah. But I would bet you that the communication was not contextual to the platform. It was probably the same information yeah. that you were getting already, probably via email or yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Right? I would, I would say it definitely seemed more like, um, like a promotional email. So exactly. it's definitely a huge learning curve that yeah. still needs to happen with how it's brands so are using new. this. Yeah. 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 Um, but something to keep in mind. Definitely. Definitely. So moving along to our fourth item that you must do for social media success success this year is to be aware of the social data trust concerns. But on the flip side of that, also providing a customized experience. So isn't that just uh, not to pigeonhole Americans, but uh, we want our privacy. But please, please talk to me like, you know, I'm an individual. (laughs) That kind of made me laugh. we talked about, I think even in our first episode that we started the podcast on, we talked about Facebook had just had the big Cambridge Analytic, you know, mm-hmm. big breach. Yeah, that was our first podcast. That episode. was our first podcast. Oh, so, you know, and ever <laughs> since then, you know, I think people have been a little more on the alert of what, you know, social data is being collected and used and, um, you know, where is my information going and who's mm-hmm. seeing it. But at the same time, on the flip side of that, the data is there to also give marketers the ability to provide a more customized experience for the customer. I like how um, the senior manager at for social marketing at Hootsuite, she um, was the one who kind of pointed out this customization along with the online data. And she says, well, they go hand in hand because they track your behavior. And the internet has raised considerable concerns about privacy but at the same time, marketers still need to provide personalized experiences online because consumers aren't, you know, stopping demanding that. Mm-hmm. So just something to be aware of, of how um, consumers are looking at your data, make sure everything's in place, that you're providing them, that they're secure, that your data isn't going any farther than your in, their interaction with you. Um, you know, I think it's just reassuring the consumer that um, you know you're not going to sell their data or anything. Mm-hmm. So, especially if you're like a bigger company, yeah, absolutely. So let's see. That brings us to our fifth point. Our fifth and our last. Um, so in 2018, and I don't remember it. Influencers, big trend. Was that 2017? Yeah, it seems like it was really huge in 2017, and now they're just like. Like out it's, there, like I will say, so it's my little story about influencers <laughs> at the holiday time. I had ordered something from Walmart mm-hmm. and we got it in the mail and it came with this toy catalog. Mm-hmm. And my son opens it. Who is on the first page? All of these YouTube influencers that review oh. toys. And he's like, I know this one and I know this one and this one and this one and this one. And I was like, 
whoa, way to go, Walmart. Yeah. You're like capturing these kids' attention because these are people they're watching. Mm -hmm. And now at the front of this guide, paper guide, mm -hmm. they're seeing their faces because these are the toys that they yeah. recommended. Sort of running parallel <laughs> to this topic, um, I think it was just released, or I don't know exactly who knows ex where this information comes from, but the top grossing revenue um, YouTube channel is actually a kid review channel. I oh, I saw sure. that and article actually. $20 million. Actually. Yeah, he's like yeah. a nine-year-old who yes. reviews toys or something. Oh, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> These kids, yeah. that's all they want to watch is YouTube. They yeah. don't, no Netflix, no nothing. It's just TV. YouTube. $20 million. <laughs> oh, my God. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, needless to say, yes. influencers has been a big trend for the past few years. Um, and it, in fact, influencers have grown so much to the point where it's not attainable for most brands. Exactly. Um, if you're a smaller brand trying to get into a larger influencer, like the one Alex just said. Yeah, influencers <laughs> can be very expensive to work with, especially like the bigger their audiences, the more expensive they are to work with. I mean, makes sense, right? Exactly. So in 2019, we really want to encourage businesses to utilize the micro-influencers, and that is defined broadly as uh, people with influential... Uh, power mostly with followers under 2,000 or 10,000. 10,000. 2, right. Yeah, because, well, the 2,000 <laughs> 10, followers brings up something a different, entirely yes. different. Yes, and this is, I would say, not like brand new, but relatively new for 2019 are the nano influencers. Yeah. And so, especially if you're a small business, that could be beneficial um, to yeah. find local nano influencers. Um, right, you don't have a lot of money. Maybe you do some type of barter even. Yeah. I'll give you a free product if you, you know. <clears throat> and most would argue too that the smaller these influencers are, and like obviously like some of this is contradictory, but uh, the smaller the influences, influencers are, the more um, engaged, engaged they are with their audience. the audience is, the more trustworthy they are yeah. because they haven't like, I don't know, quote unquote, like sold out. <laughs> exactly. Well, there's a chance it's that true. those people are going to have like more actual personal relationships with their, with their followers when it's still at that small of a size. Exactly. Um, much more authentic, you know, much more realistic. They haven't, mm -hmm. you know, the, the big influencers now live this like almost unattainable lifestyle that they aren't, they aren't relatable anymore. Exactly. Um, and so by utilizing micro-influencers and nano-influencers, they're still on that authentic right. level. They might have a great local following. Mm -hmm. um, like you yeah. said, they're just more, they seem more real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think on the other side of that too, if you're not interested in working with influencers, um, make sure that your brand and the messaging that you are um, conveying on your social channels promotes user-generated content. Yeah, it's so, huge. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with what user-generated content is, it's pretty much um, when your customers are like posting photos of your product in use or, um, you know, like a review or, exactly. or something. And, and that's content that the, you as the business do not have to create. Your customers have already created it yeah. for you and therefore is already like far more um, trustworthy because that uh, messaging is not coming from the business, it's coming from exactly. the customer. Exactly. I think I've mentioned this before, our, one of our particular clients who does get a lot of user-generated content, they um, provide a, a roofing underlayment, but mm -hmm. it always is so interesting to see it'll be comment after comment and then reply 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 and that's not us replying for our clients it's actually other 
roofers replying mm-hmm. back, and it just goes so much further. That, that engagement that just skyrockets your reach. Exactly, it really does. So we want to know what you think. What social trends will you adopt this year? We adopt one of these trends. I hope so because they will lead you to success this year. <laughs> so we want to know. Drop us a note on Twenty One Handshake on social media. Did you love this episode? Yes, of course. Then please leave us a five-star rating on your podcast listening platform and share this episode with a friend. Next episode, we will be back with content trends that will shape your 2019 marketing goals. Stay tuned.